Well, God bless you. Welcome to the Wonderful Words of Life radio program. We are talking about God and miracles. God and miracles. The miraculous healing power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Praise God. Amen. Now, we can go through the Old Testament. And we can see where God used a variety of methods to heal people. He used perfect uh, natural remedies like a poultice of figs, uh, dipping in the Jordan River, things like that. But that in itself, without the anointing of God, would never bring healing. Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. But we're looking mainly in these studies the healings of Jesus Christ, the healings that are recorded in the four Gospels. And we also are discovering that Jesus used a lot of different healing methods to bring healing to the sick and to those that needed a touch from God. We've, we, have, we have seen that Jesus uh, merely spoke to a person and he was healed. Didn't touch the person, just spoke by word of authority and power and commanded that healing. He just said it. He said it out of his mouth. Amen. And, uh, you know, we have uh, evidence of that in Matthew chapter 9. But I want you to know, now this is Jesus speaking. He says, but I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins, which is easier to say thy sins be given thee or to say rise up and walk. <laughs> Praise God. And so he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take up your mat, your bed and go home. And the man got up immediately and went home. Praise God. Well, you've got to have power to be able to do that. Amen. But I want you to know that the church has been given this same kind of power. And if we will walk in Christ and in God, the same way that Jesus walked with the Father, we'll see these things happen on a regular basis. Praise God. So Jesus merely spoke to the person or people and they were healed. Well, Jesus also touched people. Amen. And we're reminded of the uh, issue, uh, the woman with the, uh, I mean, uh, uh, Peter's mother-in-law that uh, was uh had a high fever. I mean, this woman was really, really sick. Well, all Jesus did is he just touched her, just took her by the hand. As soon as he did, the fever left her. Praise God. Well, that's our Jesus. Amen. But I'm telling you that these healing, miraculous healing power, let me put it that way, is a demonstration. It's not just history. It is his story of what God wants to and continues to do through you and I as believers. Amen. But we just have to, we need to be in a place. We're talking about not positionally. We're talking about vitally in a place with the Father. Amen. Where these things then become naturally supernatural and supernaturally natural. I'm telling you that Jesus walked in these things, and I'm telling you the church can walk in these things. And when I say the church, I'm talking about you and I individually. Amen. But we have to be in a place in God the Father, amen, for these things to begin to happen. 
Praise God. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, of course, I know that, you know, and you know this too, that healing is by the grace of God. But also know that the the man that we studied uh, before, uh, the lame man at the pool of Bethesda, uh, he was waiting for something to happen. And that's really the position of most of the church today. They're waiting for God to do something, but yet Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is the power, amen, that gave Jesus the authority to do what he did. How God anointed Jesus with the Holy Ghost and with power, who, Jesus, went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Amen, praise God. So we know this. We know that God anointed Jesus. Amen. And he also anointed the church on the day of Pentecost. The church is anointed to do these very things, and we have the proof of it in the book of Acts. What Jesus did while he was alive in his earthly ministry, the church then did, praise God. The shadow of Jesus passing by healed people. Well, the shadow of Peter passing by healed people. Jesus raised the dead. Well, Peter raised the dead. <laughs> Praise God. Amen. Jesus healed all manner of sickness and disease. Well, the apostles and those that followed after the, the apostles have healed every sickness and every disease among the people. Praise God. Well, why don't we see more of that today? Well, it's going on. I'm telling you, I firmly believe that the healing power of God is going on all the time all over the world. We just don't hear about it. But yet, how about your home? Do you want the healing power of God to touch your home? Praise God. Well, then there is going to require of you to be uh, required of you. Amen. To have a deeper consecration in the things of God. Praise the Lord. Amen. Praise God. Well, I mean, here's another instance. Jesus Christ used spittle to heal a man. He spit in somebody's eyes, and guess what happened? Well, the man got healed. Now, I don't recommend us going around spitting on people, but Jesus used that method. Amen. Praise God. See, there's things that we just do not fully understand about the healing ministry of the Lord Jesus Christ. However, there is the power and the authority in the Holy Spirit to command sickness and disease to be gone and to cause people to be healed. There's another instance where Jesus put his fingers in a man's ears and healed him. Praise God. He was both mute. He was deaf and he could both hear and he could both speak. Praise God. There's another instance where Jesus anointed a man with clay and he went and washed in the pool of Siloam. And when he washed, he came seeing. And then there are instances where Jesus healed without even being physically present. He just spoke a word and the person was healed. Amen. Praise God. So there's a lot of instances, a lot of different methods that Jesus used to heal the sick. And I'm telling you that these same methods are employed throughout the church age. Praise the Lord. That's exactly what Jesus wants to do. Now, there is healing where a person is prayed for and he begins to amend immediately. That's healing. 
But then there are miraculous healings that cannot be explained other than God intervened in that person's life in a miraculous way and brought that person from sickness off the sickbed to stand upright on his or her feet. Praise God. Amen. Now, you may have been miraculously healed at one time. You may have been. Well, that's testimony. That's a testimony to the grace and to the power of God. I remember many years ago, I was working in a data center and um, I was on break and I didn't use correct posture and I was slumped in that chair. And my break time was over. And so I jerked myself up. And when I did, something in my lower back popped. And it became very painful. So painful that I could not move without pain shooting up my spine. And I remember this incident because the pain was so intense that I was stuck right in the middle of the data center. I couldn't move. A slight titch. A slight twitch, a shot pain up my spine. And I remember saying, what am I going to do? And then I said, I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to clock out. I'm going to make my way to my pastor's house. I'm going to get him to lay hands on me. And when he lays hands on me, I shall be healed. See, I didn't even realize that I was speaking a word of command. And as soon as I said, I shall be healed, the healing power of God touched me came down in that data center and touched me on the top of my head and shot through me like electricity. And I was immediately healed. The pain was immediately gone. Well, how do you explain something like that? You can't, other than it was the healing, miraculous power of God that did it. Amen. Praise God. And there's many instances, maybe in your life, where God has done something miraculous in the way of healing. Praise God. Well, that's your testimony. If God did it once, he'll do it again. We just need to align ourselves, get ourselves underneath the spout where God's glory is is running out, praise God, pouring out, and get under this shower of blessing, amen, and then be able to be a blessing to others. God wants to bless you and I so that we can go forth and be a blessing because that's really his mercy, that's his compassion, for all people. Praise God. So we're going to talk about in Matthew chapter eight. And I forgot to pray. So we'll just give a word of prayer right now. Father, we just thank you. Oh, Jesus, show us. Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus to us, his healing power, his mercy, his compassions. And we thank you, Father, for it. In Jesus name. Amen. Praise God. So we're in Matthew chapter eight and we're going to look at four instances where Jesus healed people who were sick. Amen. Praise God. The first one is found in the very first section of Matthew chapter 8, verse 1. And when he was come down from the mountain, great multitudes followed him. And behold, there came a leper and worshipped him, saying, Now, listen to this. A leper, unclean, contagious. There came a leper and worshiped him, saying, Lord, if you will, you can make me clean. If you will, you can make me clean. So here is the subject. Is it God's will to heal? But notice what Jesus said. And Jesus put forth his hand and 
touched him. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. It was against Levitical law for any man to put his hands upon a leper. Jesus, who is above the law, because he is a law unto himself. You see, grace and mercy is the higher law. Amen. Jesus put forth his hand and touched him, saying, I will. See, right there, this, this one verse, this verse 3, should settle forever in our hearts, whether or not it's God's will to heal. I don't know, you may be listening to this broadcast. You need a touch from heaven. And you're wrestling. You don't know if it's God's will to heal you or not. Well, this verse should set you free, praise God. Should let you know immediately upon reading this anointed word of God, Matthew chapter 8, verse 3, that it is God's will to heal. And so for you, it's a forever, it should be a forever settled subject. Notice Jesus said, I will be thou clean and immediately, and immediately, notice that, and immediately, see, this is miraculous, and immediately his leprosy was cleansed. This is a healing miracle. In other words, all of his lesions, everything that leper, that leprosy had done to this man to destroy his physical body was just disappeared. It was healed. All those lesions were healed up. Praise God. And not only did Jesus see it, but the leper saw it. And not only did Jesus and the leper see what God, what he did, what the Lord did, the disciples saw it. And then Jesus said to him, See thou tell no man, but go thy way, show thyself to the priests, and offer the gift that Moses commanded for a testimony unto them. Now why would Jesus say oh, that? Well, I'm reminded of a friend of mine that went over to a foreign country and was holding meetings, and they had built, you know, a platform. And um, this friend of mine, he preached Jesus. And so then he invited people to come forth to have hands laid on them to be healed. Well, this girl shows up without eyes in her sockets. She was born without eyeballs. And my friend laid his hands upon those empty crevices where eyes should be and literally saw and watched God fill those empty sock sockets with two eyes. And that girl came away seeing. Well, you can imagine what happened. You can imagine the chaos that developed. As a matter of fact, if I remember correctly, uh, they had to shut that meeting down because people just rushed uh, that platform. Amen. Everybody wanted to be healed. And do you want your church to be filled? Start praying for God. Amen. To use you and the Holy Spirit to empower you and your pastor and your congregation. Amen. To begin to heal people. I tell you, when miracles begin to happen. I remind reminded of a minister in South Africa. Uh, he desired for his people, South African people, amen, to walk in the supernatural. And so he went to South Africa. He, he, opened, he started a church, amen, and he started uh, preaching divine healing, and people came forward to be healed. 
Amen. And people on their deathbed came forth to be healed and he prayed for them and nothing happened. They died. And he kept at it and kept at it. He kept preaching. He kept praying. He kept believing God that, that, that God will do what he said he would do. And after a short amount of time, people would come to be healed. And guess what? They were healed. The power of God came upon these people and raised them up and healed them. Amen. Praise God. So it's available. If one did it, amen, then you and I can do it. But we have to get ourselves into a place and the Holy Spirit get ourselves into alignment under the spout <laughs> where the glory of God runs out and it will happen. Praise God. We will be dispensers of God's glory. Amen. Now, I want you to notice some things. Notice what the leper said. He said, if you will it, Lord, you can make me clean. See, this man was beyond natural hope. I mean, there was nothing that could be done to cure this man. So he was at life's end. So his future was death. Death by horrible means. So his natural outcome without, without a change was already predetermined. It was already determined. Everybody knew, and he himself knew, what would happen to him. But see, without any natural hope whatsoever, he heard of Jesus. Hallelujah. He hoped that Jesus would turn this situation, this hopeless situation around. And Jesus did. See, Jesus put forth his hand and touched him. And he said, I will. I'll heal you. I will heal you. And he spoke a word of command. Be clean. Be cleansed. Hallelujah. You know, we idle our time away by praying, Lord, if it be your will, heal me. And we don't get healed. So we go off and we say, well, I guess it just wasn't God's will to heal us <clears throat> or to heal me. But we don't speak the word of command. And many times when it comes to healing, that's what the Holy Spirit is waiting on. He's waiting on to speak the word by way of command. Jesus was given authority and power to command. And that same authority and power to command was given to the church. So the Lord healed him. And this man went away free. He went away clean, praise God, cleansed of that awful disease and went back to the priest. The priest announced that he was clean. And so now he was able to enter once again into society and live a normal life. You know, that's the mercy and compassion of God. Listen, let me tell you something. God wants you to lead a normal life without pain, without sickness, without disease. He wants you to do that. Amen. And he has shown in his word and in the lives of others, his willingness to do that. His mercies and his compassions are new every morning. Well, now here is another instance, second instance of the centurion's servant being healed. And when Jesus was entered in Capernaum, there came to him a centurion beseeching him, saying, Lord, my servant lies at home sick of the palsy, grievously tormented. Can you imagine the screams in that house? Oh, it's just too horrible to contemplate. And Jesus said to him, I will, notice once again, his willingness 
to heal the sick. I will come and heal him. The centurion answered and said, Lord, I am not worthy that you should come under my roof. Now, why would the centurion say that? Because he wasn't a Jew. He was a Greek. He was a, he was a Roman soldier. He was outside of the covenants of Israel. But he was a man that recognized Jesus for who he is. Amen. Praise God. But notice what this centurion says. He says, but speak the word only and my servant shall be healed. Now, if this centurion could say that to the Lord Jesus, how much more can we say the same thing? Lord, just speak the word. only. We just speak the word only and we shall be healed. Amen. You know, if you're if you're sick and you're listening to this broadcast, why don't you lay hands on yourself and just say, Lord, by the stripes of the Lord Jesus Christ, I declare myself healed. Amen. Hallelujah. Trust in the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Many people say these things out of their head, but they're not saying them out of their heart. Amen. Praise God. Many people say these things without the anointing of the Holy Spirit and nothing happens. But I'm telling you the truth. When the anointing of the Holy Spirit is in our praying and is in our laying on of hands and is in our actions, in our actions, praise God, things will happen. And notice what else the centurion said. He said this. He said, for I'm a man under authority, having soldiers under me. And I say to this man, go, and he goes, and to another, come, and he comes, and to my servant, do this, and he does it. When Jesus heard it, he marveled and said to them that followed, Verily I say unto you, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. So what is great faith? Amen. Just speak the word only, Lord, and my servant shall be healed without any evidence, any physical evidence, without any evidence at all that somebody, amen, needs uh, to, to, uh, to create a, a greater faith. This servant had already had in his heart knowing that Jesus, all Jesus had to do, he has authority over sickness and disease. All Jesus has to do is just go ahead, amen, and speak the word of command, and the servant will be healed. Praise God. And Jesus acknowledged that and said to this centurion, you have great faith. But notice what else Jesus says here. And I say unto you that many shall come from the east and west and shall sit down with Abraham and Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. Who is he speaking of? Who is the Lord Jesus speaking of? He's speaking of you and me. There is a time where we're going to sit down with Abraham, Isaac and Jacob in the kingdom of heaven. But the children of the kingdom, he's talking about this generation, shall be cast out into outer darkness and there shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. And then Jesus said this in verse 13, go your way as you have believed, so be it done unto you. And his servant was healed in that self, self same hour. Notice he was healed in that self same hour. Jesus spoke the word. That's all he did. He told that centurion, go your way as you have believed. See, a lot of times healing comes not immediately, but it comes 
in time as we go our way, as we have that same kind of faith that the centurion had. Lord, I have your word. I just speak the word over my body or I speak the word over my daughter or I speak the word over my son in the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. And we lay hands upon our children that are sick. We have laid hands on our children when they were little a number of times. And every time God brought forth healing. Praise God. Amen. I remembered of one time there was uh, some type of uh, fungal growth on the tip of my son's nose. And I noticed it was a little spot and it began to get bigger. I mean, it was the size of his, uh, the tip of his little pinky. And I was walking through the house and I noticed that and, uh, you know, said something to my wife. And I, I tell you, there's something that rose up on the inside of me. There is a, an anointing that rose up on the inside of me. And I went over to my son and I put my index finger on that fungal growth and I commanded it to wither and die. And, you know, that thing turned white and disappeared. It took about a day or so, but it was gone. And I remember another time I was, you know, walking through the house and my, my wife had my young son, had him uh, in her lap. And his face was just red. He was burning up with fever. And I asked, I said, what's the matter? And she said, well, he's sick. And I went and I touched his forehead and commanded that fever. to. And, you know, the power of God just came out of me and went into my son and so shocked him. (laughs) He knew in an instant that he'd been healed. And, you know, the first thing he did. He said, I'm going to go outside and play. But he jumped up out of my wife's lap and went out and started playing. Amen. That's supernatural. But that's our God. He is supernatural God. And if we will obey him and walk in the light as he is in the light. Amen. The blood of Jesus Christ will continually cleanse us from all sin. Amen. And there will be an anointing upon our life. To do great things. Amen. So that the world may know. The world is waiting for the church. Let me say that again. The world is waiting for the church to step into her place. Amen. Let me say that one more time. The world is waiting for the church to step into her place. And when the church steps into her place, you're going to say things Amazing things that will be done. Praise God. All right, here's the third instance. This is Peter's mother-in-law healed. And when Jesus was coming to Peter's house, he saw his wife's mother laid and sick of a fever, and he touched her hand, and the fever left her. Notice, it doesn't say anything about him giving a word of command. He just touched her hand, took her hand into his hand, and immediately the fever left. That's power. That's virtue going out of him. Just like the woman with the issue of blood. As soon as she touched the hem of Jesus' garment, power went out of him into her and healed her. Same thing happened here. Praise God. See, miraculous power. And then the last instance is the multitudes. And when evening was come, now Jesus has been ministering all day now from very early sunrise, amen, towards the evening. 
I mean, he has put out some power and some authority. He has done some healings, miraculous things. When evening was come, they brought unto him many that were possessed with devils, and he cast out the spirits with his word. You have authority over demon spirits with your word. It's got to be the word of Christ. It's got to be the word of God. And it's got to be packed with anointing and power of the Holy Spirit. Let me say this. When Peter was walking at the gate called Beautiful, and that lame man reached up to him expecting to receive something from Peter, and Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have give I thee in the name of Jesus Christ. How could, he, how could Peter say that? Well, see, Peter had something resident in him. He was walking in the power of the Holy Spirit. And if we will get into that place, we can say what Peter said, silver and gold have I none, but such as I have, give I in the name of Jesus, rise up and walk. And sick people will be healed, praise God. And then ending this teaching out today, this day, uh, Matthew chapter 8, verse 17, that it might be fulfilled, which is spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying himself took our infirmities and bare our sicknesses. This is directly a direct quote, amen, from Isaiah 53, 4 and 5. Surely he had borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. And with his stripes, we are healed. See, Isaiah is looking forward several hundred years to the cross. Peter now is looking backward, amen, several years to the cross. Everything was decided concerning your healing and my healing and restoration to health at the cross. Jesus was made sin for us who knew no sin so that we might be made the righteousness of God in him. In him. Praise God. Your healing is a forever settled subject. It was settled on the cross when Jesus bore our sins and sicknesses and diseases, amen, our poverty, our spiritual death, took all of this upon himself, amen, and gave us life. Praise God. Heavenly Father, we bless you today. We thank you for your good. Now, Lord, I just stretch my hand out towards these within the sound of my voice. Lord, and I ask you right now, Holy Spirit, amen, of these, Father God, reach out towards you, Lord. I ask you right now, Father God, affect healing and a cure in their bodies. In the name of Jesus, I pray, amen and amen. Do you know beyond a shadow of a doubt that if you were to die today, that you would be prepared for heaven? If you're not sure, then I encourage you to pray this prayer with me. Father God, I come to you through your son, Jesus Christ. I repent and ask you to forgive me of my sin and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. I surrender my heart and life to you. By faith, I believe I receive you as my Lord and Savior, and I thank you for receiving me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed this prayer and desire to know more about the gift of Christ that the Heavenly Father offers you, then email us at rbtc86 at gmail.com. We will be glad to answer your questions promptly and provide you at your request with materials that will help you to grow in your faith in the Lord Jesus. 
This is Patsy Dunning. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. And let me remind you to tune in to this station at the same time next week to hear more of the wonderful words of life. God bless you and remember what Jesus said. It is the Spirit who gives life.